Hey, how is everybody doing? And welcome back to episode two of 125 Unfiltered. I'm your host, once again, Joshua Dolgoff, back with an episode that's going to be full of NBA action in the trade market and NBA rumors going around the league. If you're an NBA fan, strap up for this one because there were some Woj bombs dropped last night. Some huge trades went down for contenders. So we're going to hop straight into it. Starting with the Milwaukee Bucks making two huge trades in order to buff up their roster and attempt to keep Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is in the last year of his deal, eligible to sign the Super Max extension worth around $50 million a year. So what did the Bucks do? They go out, they trade for two-way star of the New Orleans Pelicans, Drew Holiday. The Bucks trade for Drew Holiday from New Orleans to pair up with Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton. In order to do that, they gave up Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and as Woj described it, as significant draft compensation, which would be revealed as three first-round picks and two pick swaps. So that's a potential of five Milwaukee first-round picks for Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is a very good player. He's not always an all-star every year, but we know he's an all-star caliber player. But that's a lot of picks to give up for a player like him. But then on the other hand, you've got to do what you can to keep Giannis. He is your franchise. So that's not all that Milwaukee did. They go out later in the night. They trade for Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Sacramento Kings in a sign-and-trade deal. And here's where they give up a good asset. They give up Dante DiVincenzo. Seems like he was their best trade piece in terms of young talent. They give up DiVincenzo, Ursan Ilyasova, DJ Wilson. All three of those players going to the Kings. And also, Milwaukee gets Justin James in return. So if we're looking at the potential starting lineup for Milwaukee, you've got Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Brooke Lopez, that is a very good starting five. Ladies and gentlemen, the Milwaukee Bucks have gone all in, and I love it. I love this. these moves from Milwaukee. Everyone was talking about go get Chris Paul from the Thunder, but they went under the radar with this one. Good job by Milwaukee's front office going to get a good guard who can shoot, he can score, he can play defense. Drew Holiday can do it all. I've always liked him as a player. He's been stuck in New Orleans recently, especially with AD wanting to leave, but he's always been a solid player. More than a solid player, honestly. So him going to Milwaukee is a big deal because he can also help you in the clutch time. And speaking of clutch, Bogdan Bogdanovich is a scorer. He can score from all over the court. I remember watching him drop about 35 on the Pelicans during the NBA uh, NBA bubble restart, and he can really put the ball in the hole. These are two really good players to help out Giannis, not only players, two shooters to help out Giannis, who we all know he has a troubled uh, history with, with his shooting. 
it keeps getting better every year. Last year in the playoffs, it wasn't up to form, but you've got a good scorer with Bogdanovich, and you've got a really good two-way player in Drew Holiday to give Giannis everything that you can give him to make him stay in Milwaukee. Now, I think the more interesting side, the more long-term effect, is on the other teams. Sacramento, really quickly, getting DiVincenzo in the deal is really nice. That's a good player you can develop, especially with Buddy Heald potentially going out the door. And you could pair DiVincenzo with De'Aaron Fox. But this was good because you didn't lose Bogdanovich for nothing. You got It was a sign-and-trade deal once again. Details of the contract are still unknown. But you get a, a few players in return, and again, you don't lose them for nothing. Teams love to do this. Uh, the Golden State Warriors did this to trade for D'Angelo Russell from Brooklyn when they gave Kevin Durant, or when Kevin Durant went to the Nets. But smart management there by the Kings. I think for both of these trades, it's a win-win for both teams. And then we go to the Pelicans, who get the three first-round picks, two pick swaps. This gives them a very bright future. And it's a good gamble that they're taking. Because either way, you're picking a player that your management selects and can groom them. But with the good possibility that if the Bucks do not win a championship and Giannis leaves Milwaukee, those first-round picks start to go in the lottery. Because this team isn't winning without Giannis. And with that, you've got a potential of five really good first-round picks, potentially already, depending on how the protection works of the picks. So the future is right for the Pelicans. But if this means anything, for this season for the Pelicans, you're going to have to be patient. It's not playoffs this year. It's not about the playoffs. You signed Stan Van Gundy. You've got to develop Zion Williamson. You want to re-sign Brandon Ingram. And again, you get two good guards back in the deal. George Hill, Eric Bledsoe. Nothing super special, but they're capable players who can help. So when it comes to these trades, it's a win-win once again. You're, the teams trading away the, the, good, the star players in Bogdanovich and Holiday are getting good compensation, whether it's in draft, in draft picks or young players, for their future. And Milwaukee, once again, this is it. Mike Budenholzer's job is on the line. Their future is on the line with these players. But at least you can look back. If you, this doesn't work out for Milwaukee and Giannis does leave, and you don't make it to the finals or win a championship. You can at least say you tried, because running it back was the last thing you could do. You had to switch it up. You had to get rid of Eric Bledsoe because of his woes in the playoffs and his shooting. And you go out and get a Drew Holiday. And everyone's saying, well, what if they don't win? They have a good shot at winning the East, depending on what the Nets do, which we'll get into later. But this is a really good starting five. And as a Toronto Raptor fan, I'm excited to see how Milwaukee plays. Stay tuned. We'll get into some more James Harden drama coming up next and what he's been up to in the last 24 hours. Stay tuned. Okay, we're back on 125 Unfiltered. We just recapped the Bucks' two huge trades. 
at the trade uh, when the trading deadline opened up, or the trading period opened up rather. Another trade that I want to mention before we get into James Harden. What it, two two big things with the Rockets actually? First off, the Rockets are trading Robert Covington, really solid three and D player, going to Portland for tre uh, for Trevor Ariza. A 2020 first round pick, which is the 16th overall pick in this year's draft, which happens to be tomorrow. And also a 2021 first round pick. So to repeat, Robert Covington to the Blazers for Trevor Ariza and two first round picks, one of them being tomorrow night. So here are the Rockets abandoning the small ball. It looks like it's going to be a complete overhaul for the Houston Rockets because James Harden turned down. A two-year, $103 million deal from the Houston Rockets to stay in H-Town. That's over $50 million a year. He would be the first player in NBA history ever to do so. And if he's turning down that deal, that means only one thing. He wants to go. And his preferred destination at the moment at the top of his list is Brooklyn. Philly is still a play. You see Meek Mill recruiting James Harden to go to Philadelphia. But if you're Houston, you have to get good draft compensation and players in return. You can't just get an average trade. You have to win this trade for your future. You already know Russell Westbrook's going to get traded. He might get traded first. But when it comes to James Harden, all-star, minimum in return. Whether it's a Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons from Philadelphia. Rumors have it that they want to get Kyrie Irving in return for James Harden. So let's let's do some predictions here. Let's, let's, hypo let's hypothesize what Brooklyn could do to get James Harden to, but also keeping Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. First off, I believe that the automatic, the floor for this trade has to be Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Jared Allen. Those three have to be included in the deal, and you know that there are going to be a lot of picks in there. That is the absolute minimum that the Houston Rockets can, can take. Again, I love Karis LeVert as a player. I think he's phenomenal. I personally think that I will... Obviously, now that James Harden wants to go to Brooklyn, if you can pair him up with Irving and Durant, that's a huge big three that can really dominate the Eastern Conference. But I th I've, I've said on multiple occasions on this podcast yesterday or, or just to my friends, Karis LeVert, he can be the third option. He's a really good player, and if you're Houston, that's a must. You have to get him. Again, we were talking about a little bit about this yesterday, about how Dinwiddie and, Allen and Jared Allen are nice young pieces to add to the Houston Rockets to help their future draft picks. I don't really know how many picks they would require. It's got to be more than the Drew Holiday trade. But can you believe it that James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant could potentially be on the same team in Brooklyn with Steve Nash as the head coach? That's a scary thought. They could automatically move to the favorites. That would put fear in the Bucks' eyes, the Lakers' eyes, every team in the NBA because that's a lot of offensive firepower. But on the flip side, there's only one basketball. Who's taking the last shot? How are you going to 
passed up all around when you've got James Harden dribbling for 20 seconds of the shot clock. He can't do that in Brooklyn. He could do it in Houston because that was their entire offense to a point. But it's going to be really interesting. If this trade does go down, and I will be the very the very day that it happens, I will be on this podcast letting you guys know who's taking that last shot. How are you going to spread that ball around to get all three star players the touches that they want? Kyrie Irving, he didn't want to be LeBron's second man or wingman. He wanted to be the guy. We know Kevin Durant wants to be the guy because he is. And he's going to come back like a monster. And James Harden, obviously, he's been averaging over 29 the past four or five seasons. He's a scorer. He's not going to give up the ball. At least easily. So if this trade does happen for the Nets, there is going to be is going to be a tough task for Steve Nash to figure this out. But you got three really smart, one of the some of the most talented players in the NBA. They're going to have to figure it out. And I believe that they would, but at the start, it would be a challenge because those are some ball-dominant players. Now, when it comes to Houston, again, you need to set up your future. You gave up a couple first-round picks for Chris Paul, or for the giving up Chris Paul to get Russell Westbrook, which that evidently has not worked out. You just gave up Robert Covington to get two first-round picks. I like that trade there. You have to... You have to restart I think the Rockets are heading in the right direction with this you got to give this an overhaul you you got to completely just throw everything out small ball it's got to go you got to rebuild in the draft you're this is gonna be a rebuilding team once they trade Harden or Westbrook or both now I'd like to transition quickly to the Blazers because I really think this is an interesting trade for Portland you got Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum still. That's a really good backcourt. You got Yusuf Nurkic in the center. He's been on the up. He, he's been on the upswing as a player. Obviously, he had that really bad injury a couple seasons ago, but he came back in the bubble and played pretty well. But now you add Robert Covington, the quintessential 3 and D player. The, no one speaks more 3 and D than Robert Covington in the NBA. He, he's been first-team All-NBA. He's... I think one year he led maybe like a, he was 11th in the league in three-pointers. He can, he can play that role as good as anyone else. And for Portland, with the way that they play basketball, he is a perfect complimentary piece for them. I really like the move that they made there. So when it comes to the big trades, those are the big trades. From yesterday, I'm expecting more. And for the last, and oh, actually... One more thing that I just remembered, rumors, NBA rumors, there could be a potential Russell Westbrook and John Wall swap, meaning that Westbrook would go to D.C. and John Wall going to Houston. That would be pretty interesting, but I want to take the last four or five minutes to talk about the NBA draft, which is tomorrow, I believe at 8 p.m., don't know all the times. We're going to get into that in a couple moments. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back to 125 Unfiltered. Once again, we're going to get into some NBA draft predictions, mock draft. Let's call it the Josh Adult, the 125 Unfiltered mock draft. We're going to run through the first few picks, not all of them, because again, about five minutes left, 20-minute episodes. But first, 
the Minnesota Timberwolves, assuming that every team does keep their pick, which is up in the air. Who knows what can happen tomorrow? It's going to be a really exciting night. I think Minnesota, it would be really bold to do so because I heard there were rumors that Anthony Edwards did not impress at his at his uh, workout, his NBA workout. But could they really go with LaMelo Ball at number one? And I'm going to say that they do. I think that LaMelo Ball is going to Minnesota. All the hype surrounding him is going to be too much to just lose out on. Now, if they take Anthony Edwards, I won't be surprised. I'm just going to make a bold, I'm going to make a bold take. That LaMelo Ball is going to go number one in the draft. They're going to pair him with D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns to create a nice big three in Minnesota. And it's going to be exciting to watch. But once again, if they take Edwards, won't be surprised. That'll also work out. Number two, assuming that Golden's again, assuming Golden State stays with their pick, I think they'll take Wiseman. He's a big 7-1, really athletic center. And for a team that liked, who's really started the small ball play playing Draymond Green at the five, he'll be really nice to have for size when going up against the Lakers with Anthony Davis and LeBron. And the, the Golden State Warriors, they disappeared last year because of the injuries to Stephen Clay, but they're still the Splash Brothers. Never count them out. I would know. As a Raptor fan, they almost stormed back from 3-1 down without Kevin Durant. That is a scary good duo that the NBA has completely forgotten about. And they're ready to come back, and Wiseman will help. The Charlotte Hornets, my hometown, they finally get lucky in the, in the lottery. But with Wiseman off the board, it's an open board for them. They could take Anthony Edwards to go at the two. Maybe Rose, maybe they move Rozier somehow. But if they don't, I think they'll take Onyeka Okongwu from the University of Southern California at three. I've seen player comparisons to Bam Adebayo. I think he's a very versatile big. I think he can, he can really get it done defensively. He seems like he's got some really good potential. Seems like a natural athlete. I think that'll be a nice player for Charlotte to have. Obviously, the ideal scenario is for Wiseman to drop to three. Maybe Charlotte considers trading up to one or two to grab Wiseman. So those are my top three picks, and I want to give some sleepers out. Because, again, I didn't, I didn't just want to run through all the picks. I'm really intrigued by Denny Avdija, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Seems like a really intriguing prospect. I've seen some of his highlight tapes. Seems like your stereotypical... Uh, Small forward from overseas. He's really got it all. I mean, he, he's a big, maybe 6'9", six, 6'10", six, I'd assume. Gotta, it seems like he can shoot well. He can score. He's really intriguing. And I think the team that selects him, it depends who takes him. But I think he'll be a nice prospect to look at. I think Tyrese Halliburton is really interesting. His shooting form may seem a little wonky, but he can sure shoot the ball as is shown by his percentages. So whichever team takes him, I think he's going to be a really solid player. Devin Vassell is an interesting one towards the bottom uh, half of the lottery, maybe around pick 10. He was very good at Florida State. And I think someone everyone needs to look out for. I'm going to be a homer here. Cole Anthony. He might drop outside the lottery. But if he ends up in a really good location 
like in my opinion utah would be ideal for cole anthony he could come off the bench maybe start and put up some points for a team that really needs scoring cole anthony i think he, he could be a sleeper because he was considered to be in the lottery knew the knicks were thinking about taking him but keep your eye out for cole anthony because that dude is a scorer he's a baller and he, he just plays all around with heart. And I, he's young. He's going to develop. The talent is right there that a team who's already made the playoffs could just... Why not take a shot at him? Try to develop him because he has star potential written all over him. And that's going to do it for the podcast today. Really fun to talk about the NBA news that has happened in the last 24 hours. Let's see if any more Woj bombs drop. But if not, it'll be some more NBA draft tomorrow. Maybe I will I will probably record this podcast before the draft happens with that i'll probably do some more research on these prospects maybe take a deeper dive into how i feel about the players that was just a nice little brief uh brief preview to the draft because tomorrow is going to be a main mainly the draft episode maybe i'll change my opinions maybe not but i'll definitely do my research so thank you all for listening to 125 unfiltered And you'll hear from me tomorrow and have a nice day or have a nice night.